Hi everyone, I'm Lisa. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to It Takes Two, the podcast where two people take two movies with the same plot or premise and watch and discuss them. And in celebration of Penguin Day, which is the 20th of January. Yeah, International Penguin Awareness Day. Yeah, we watched uh, Surf's Up and Happy Feet. Yeah. Both movies about being yourself. Yeah. No matter what your society tells you to do. <laughs> Both movies about weird penguins doing weird shit. Wow, well, yeah. I mean, basically. Yeah. Released uh, seven months apart, I believe. So, pretty close together. Yeah, both is, um, yeah, starring pretty, like, massive voice actors. Mm. Um, Happy Feet more than the other one, I guess. Because, like... Robin Williams, Elijah Wood, Brittany Mur- the late Brittany Murphy versus like Shia LaBeouf and Jeff Daniels. There was somebody uh, not at- Jeff Daniels. Uh, uh, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges. Sorry. <laughs> One of the Jeffs. Jeff sorry, Bridges, Jeff. James Woods, John yeah. Heater, Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Uh, you also had Nicole Kidman in um, Happy Feet. Um, Hugo Hugh Weaving. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. It was. Um, Did I get those Australian actors in there. Yeah. You're in your. Southern Hemisphere movies. Though Hugo Weaving inexplicably has a Scottish accent for the whole movie. It's like they cast, they're like, yeah, we've got a movie set in the, the you know, the South, Southern Hemisphere, and we're going to cast Australian actors, but we're going to make them do um, Northern Hemisphere accents for no apparent reason. Look, just... <laughs> the, the both movies are a little bizarre. I like them. wise Oh, penguin-wise? Yeah. Yeah, because you've got, in Happy Feet, you've got a penguin who can't sing and then has to tap dance, played by Elijah Wood, and then you've got actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf playing a surfing rock hopper penguin. Yeah. So Elijah's playing a emperor's penguin. Emperor penguin, yeah. Yeah. They both have multiple... Different species of penguins. Yeah, which is cool. Because I think, other than Chicken Joe... Were there different penguins and yeah, Surf Sump? There were, because I. Because um, Cody. Cody is a rock hopper. I think there were emperor penguins. Um, were there Gen 2 penguins, I think, in Surf Sump? And I think one of the, the directors looked like he was supposed to be the same kind of penguin as the um, the ones that. Um, that Mumble comes across in Happy Feet, um, one of which is played by Robin Williams, which are, what are they called? I took it down because I was interested in remembering the name of the penguin because it was one that I'm not familiar with and now I can't find it. Classic. When you need that uh, Adeli. Adeli or Adeli penguins? I don't know how it's pronounced. They're the ones that I, I, I had a look for them online while we were watching the movie and found them on New Zealand Birds Online website. So they are classed as native to New Zealand, but they were described as rare vagrants to uh, to the mainland of New Zealand, which I thought was fun. Penguins are an interesting bird species mm-hmm. because most people know that they're like semi-flightless. And when I yeah. say semi-flightless, they don't fly in the air, they fly underwater. Right. And if you've ever seen penguins in like a, like actually swimming in a... Uh, like an aquarium mm-hmm. or like a rescue. They look like they're flying. Yeah, like yeah. It's, they're really cold. Um, I love penguins. Yeah, and like apparently lots of them get handed in in New Zealand mm-hmm. because they do a thing called a single molt, 
because unlike regular birds who can lose feathers whenever, they have to lose them all at once or otherwise they like, because it's like waterproofing, because their yeah. feathers are incredibly dense so water can't even get to their skin. Yeah. So why they can live in horribly cold places. Yeah, yeah. Also, they're full of blubber. It's another reason they can live in cold places. And it's also one of the reasons why penguins, uh, generally speaking, are not as endangered as other birds. Um, because humans tried to eat them once and went, holy shit, these are the worst tasting birds on the planet. <laughs> and um, never again. I love how we as a species have done so much damage. And it's usually because of something tasting good. Mm-hmm. Like, was it the, the, uh, it was, it was a type of tortoise from the Galapagos, like Darwin's tortoise, and they never got, like, they took ages to get a, um, a, like, a proper registry, mm. because people keep putting on the ships to bring them back to, like, and they just keep getting, getting eaten. Getting eaten, yeah. Because yep. apparently tortoises are delicious. Yeah. I don't mm. understand that. But then you're vegan, I'm vegetarian, so... Yeah, true. Um, it's a whole subplot in um, Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists. Have you seen that movie? No. Funnily enough, I love their Sony Pictures animation movie. Because um, they did Surf's Up. Um, and it, it is about a band of pirates. Or pirate, it's got two different names. It's Pirates in an Adventure with Scientists or Pirates Band of Misfits, depending on where in the world you watched it. Um... But there's a whole there's a whole plot point in that where it turns out that Darwin and Queen Victoria have like a club where they eat where they where people gather and eat rare and rare and exotic and endangered animals. That doesn't sound and they're like that far-fetched. Hun- hunting the dodo so that Queen Victoria can eat the dodo. Um which is probably happened. To be perfectly honest, I don't, I'm not saying Queen Victoria ate dodo. I'm saying it <laughs> doesn't shock me that Darwin and people of that era had like a let's eat endangered species club. It's, have I gone about my unicorn rant? I have, haven't I? I don't At some know. point in this podcast, I'm not sure. What's the national mean? animal of Scotland is right. a unicorn. Yeah, and that's when true. People went to Africa. They didn't believe in giraffes. giraffes. They were yeah. like, "Get the fuck out of here! That's bullshit." Yeah, a giant. Like, spotted horse. Get out of here, buddy. Yeah, that's not real. That um, couldn't be real. One thing I haven't mentioned on the um, podcast before is the history of zebra. Because mm-hmm. that's weird. When they brought zebra back, because they were just like, oh, they're like horses. So we'll just treat them like horses. And they kept trying to train them to, like, pull stuff. And zebras don't do that. Mm. And then... One of the zebras, I th- I, it was kept in the grounds of Windsor, if I, if I remember correctly. This is from a Radiolab podcast, like, eons ago, uh, like, before I met you when I listened to this. Mm-hmm. And the reason that they, like, really scared because their zebra kept getting sick. And then, like, the scientists that were talking about the zebra getting sick were laughing because they kept feeding it meat and tobacco and wondering why the zebra was oh, sick. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I, love, I love that you're telling this story on the episode about penguins and not the, the episode... episode of where we did Madagascar. And, yeah. yeah there was just so much to talk about, like, <laughs> and those of how terrible Into the Wild was. Um, what I love about these, this duo of films, is that... Um, Neither of these films were made by DreamWorks or Pixar or Disney. Yeah, you wouldn't get that these days. 
Um, and Happy Feet won an Oscar. Um, and Surf's Up was nominated for an Oscar the following year. Um, but it lost out to Ratatouille, so it did lose to Pixar film. But, but um, yeah, Happy Feet is one of the few films to win Best Animated Feature in the Academy Awards that isn't produced by Disney or Pixar or DreamWorks. <laughs> should have happened the other year. What, you think Surf's Up should have won? No, 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 no. It should have happened with Wolfwalkers. Oh, right, right. My dad, like... Uh, if you haven't seen Wolfwalkers, folks, watch it. It is a hell of a lot better than what, what one Soul. Was that the year Soul? Did Soul win? Might maybe. I don't know. It's just it's just animation <laughs> doing the same thing they always do to people of color, which is half the time of the majority of the time of their own movie. They're like some sort of animated animal. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, Princess and the Frog, and what was the other one that was really bad for it? Uh, Emperor's New Groove. Yes. Brother Bear. Yes. We'll just keep adding them to the list. <laughs> Does it, we, we did one. What one did we do? I remember we talked about this in an episode because we... Did we do an episode on one of these films? Well, it wasn't any of the ones we've just named it, but what if we did? Now I've forgotten. Now I don't even remember what, what episode What episode number is this? What are we on now? We're only on number 39. Wow. It feels like we've done, like, hundreds. <laughs> um, anyway... Back to the actual movies we're talking about. Yeah. At some point. Continuing on talking about the um, production companies, the um, Surf's Up was only the second movie, or second anime. Yeah, well, second movie that was produced by um, Sony Pictures Animation. Uh, the first one was Open Season, um, and then Surf's Up, and it didn't get as much traction as Happy Feet did, even though it was actually it started production first, so it was in production for much longer. Um, but they are the company that went on to make um, the Hotel Transylvania movies, Cloudy with a Chance Meatballs, and more importantly for us, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse and um, the Mitchells vs. the Machines, which are great movies. Yeah. Um, so this is, so Surf's Up is the, the precursor to those films. Yeah, I didn't know about the whole Hotel Transylvania thing. Yeah. Oh, and the Emoji movie. Yeah, there's some misses in there, but I mean, some pretty big hits. Angry Birds. <laughs> How does this... Oh, I don't know. People need to stop making things out of memes. Um, yeah, but I, but I think them being able to make those films is what, you know, gave them some yeah, commercial yeah. success to be able to... It's like um, Duncan Jones making the... Uh, World of, was it a World of Warcraft film? What did he make? Warhammer film? What was the film he made? I don't know, Duncan Jones. Warcraft, yeah, Warcraft. Was it was it Warcraft? I have never seen it because I have no interest in it. It's terrible. It's, it is about... called Warcraft, right? It's a uh, World of Warcraft film. Uh... But he made it so that he could get money to make the films he wanted to make, like Moon and Mute and Source Code. Um, I think it was Warcraft. Yes, yeah. it was Warcraft. See? I haven't seen him. Yeah. But he didn't care about that film. He wanted it's the obvious. money. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody cared about that film. It's a here's a here's a here's a I, I've been offered a film that can get me some commercial success that will get me money so I can fund my weird indie projects I want to make. It's the exact same reason that um, our our friend, your your favorite antihero Riddick, um, oh, Finn right. Diesel, starred in. Uh, like he was a friend. random cameo at the end of Tokyo Drift. Because he was trying to get the Chronicles of uh, the third Chronicles of Rick movie done. 
Um, because despite the huge uh, cult following of those movies, they don't make a lot of money, which is unfortunate. Be well, it is and it isn't. I think when... Unless you're James Cameron, I think pumping a lot of money into a movie doesn't always make it better. Because mm. what is it like... Because it would have been released when this movie's released, because this is uh, releasing just before the Penguin Appreciation Day. Um, like, I, it's just... In, in, in our time, in the past, for you folks listening now, um, I just... I saw on Reddit just before that the Avatar sequel mm -hmm. made $135 million in its only weekend. And it's yeah, made $350 million. Sounds like a James well, Cameron film. Or yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be interesting um, when this movie releases because it'll either have like... When this episode releases. Yeah, yeah sorry, sorry. When the, <laughs> when the episode releases... <laughs> when this movie we're making about two movies yeah, about penguins. Yeah. Um, to see how see how things have changed but there's the thing like you can either put a lot of effort into something or you can throw a lot of money at it mm -hmm. and it just like makes a lot of money but it has no staying power like name a Transformers movie Transformers but name anything about it Shia LaBeouf's in it yeah <laughs> other than that though no I don't know um they did, it's just... Hayley Steinfeld is in one, isn't she? Yeah. Where she makes friends with a with a car that you're allergic to. I'm not allergic to bumblebees. What are you talking about? Bumblebees can't do anything. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> and I normally have a weird reaction to when it's bloody hot. Um, anyway, back to the movies. Back yeah, to so, the movies. So Elijah Wood tap dances... Shia LaBeouf surfs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, these movies, like, obviously the the underlying theme, even if this wasn't the intention going in, because obviously you've got a movie about penguins who surf and a movie about a penguin who has no heart song, so therefore his heart song is tap dancing. And the whole, like, weird subplot of Aliens was interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're both the moral. The moral of the story is is being yourself, no matter what other people say. Yeah. And I don't know if that was originally intended because it seems like a weird. That's definitely the the whole intention of Happy Feet. Yeah. That's the whole point of Happy Feet is, you know, he's a bit different and people treat him differently, but he's still happy. Yeah. And he's still happy to be himself. And you there's know, a lot, a little flick in that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's very cute as a, when he's a little baby penguin and he's like tap dancing and they're like, what do you, what do you do? And he's like, I'm happy. And he's like, what are your feet doing? They're happy too. And it's very cute. Yeah, I hadn't seen any of these movies. Um, yeah, I'd seen them both. I think I'd only seen Happy Feet once, but I'm not 100% sure. Surf's Up, I've seen a few times. I really enjoy Surf's Up. I um, found Happy Feet to be the better movie. Well, Happy Feet's the one that won an Oscar, so you and the Academy are in agreement. But Happy it's Feet's, lower rated. Uh, lower rated on IMDb. Uh, Happy Feet does ha did get it earned way more money it box office wise, yeah. um, than than Surf's Up did. I I love Surf's Up. 
Um, I think I was looking at the animation of it. I think the animation in Happy Feet has aged worse. Um, like you would know it was from 2006. Whereas if you're watching Surf's Up, that could have been made this year. You know what I mean? Like it hasn't aged. Yeah. Um, whereas Happy Feet, they did a lot of mocap stuff for it, which is weird for a penguin movie. Um, mocap with humans, not with penguins. Um, also they did a lot of live action yeah, the, that, that bit weirded me out because I literally remember talking to you, which what we normally don't do during the movie because otherwise we ruin this chemistry we have right now. Because <laughs> um, you're always like something, and I'm like, save it for the podcast! Um, yeah, the, the live action people, because when I first saw it, I was like, you're is like, that CGI? Yeah. Like, <laughs> am I confused now? Um... It is the first best animated feature Oscar winner to feature live action sequences. Yeah. Uh, and also non animated elements and telescopic imaging from space. But apparently, the Academy standard for being nominated is it must be at least 75% animated. That's not that much. Uh, I mean. 75%. Yeah. That's not that much for an animated movie. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's most of it. Yeah, but three quarters of it has to be animated. Yeah, but if I had, if you had a delicious slice of brownie and I licked seventy five percent of it, would you be happy? What? <laughs> no, you you mean the opposite? Uh, yeah, yeah, twenty five percent. Yeah, if I licked the twenty five percent, would you still be, want to eat it? No, I'd be quite upset with you. Yeah, um, but I don't think it's. This, I mean, I think they're choosing to to put the. No, <laughs> they're, they're choosing to lick the penguins. Um, we, yeah, these. I really enjoy penguins. Um, I, I think they're penguins. neat. Uh, my favorite. <laughs> I just think they're neat. My favorite penguin movie is March of the Penguins. Yep. Which, which I actually own. Yeah, came out in two thousand and five. These yeah. were these were, I think December two thousand and six and June two thousand and seven. So. Yeah. Riding, riding on that wave. The penguin wave. The penguin wave. Madagascar came out, I think, was it between March of the Penguins and Happy Feet? Must have. So also in the penguin wave. Yeah. Because that, that franchise is nuts. Yeah, that's gone full penguin at this point. Yeah. Definitely, definitely penguin related. Mm. Um, We're supposed to compare the films, I guess, because that's the point of the podcast, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> um, I think we just watch and discuss them. I think that's the tagline. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true, actually. That yeah. is the tagline. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. We have <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think that it's the the real. I mean, first of all, they were released within a year of each other. They're both about penguins. They're both animated movies. Yeah. Uh, Surfs up even and gets a dig in at Happy Feet right in the opening sequence, which yeah. I, which is fun. Because um, they're like, oh, you're a penguin to go surf. And he's like, what else? Would, or no, they're like, oh, what what, what else do you need? Like, what, like singing and dancing? She's like, mm. I wonder, do they, they add that in after Happy Feet was released? Or did they just know as they were producing it that that was also in production? Who knows? It's like the whole um, Houdini thing. Mm. Um, surf stuff did start production first, though. So they were already in production when Happy Feet started and then Happy Feet released first. And then made more money, and Awkward. won an Oscar. Awkward. Um. Yes. <laughs> Not great for the uh the people who made Surf Up, but yeah. 
But they eventually won their Oscar with um, Into the Spider-Verse. So. Yeah, true. It just took them a few years. Like a full decade. <laughs> the... And they should have, in fairness, they should have won with Mitchell's versus the Machines as well. Yes, that movie is fantastic. That is an unbelievable film. It popped up the other day, it recommended, and I was like, I don't really want to watch this again, and I'm going to at some point. But, yeah. yeah, we'll just watch it again. Uh, I don't know if there's anything to compare it to for the podcast, but that would be fun if we could. No, there's really nothing. Nothing like it. Yeah. Like, there's a one episode of Love, Death and Robots that's similar. Right. And there's another... Is it animated? No, it's like a weird... There's another thing about, like, robot servants killing everybody, but that's, again, live action. Comparing a live action and animated I think it's film. A show. Our next episode is going to be comparing a live action film and an animated film, but I'm not going to say what they are. I don't even remember, so I'm not help, helpful for you at home because I don't remember anything. I, it's I'm not gonna be a fun one, guys. It's gonna be an interesting comparison, but I will convince you, as I do when we normally do our fun episodes, I will convince you that our our next. Or uh, two movies in our next episode are the same film. Then I'll just rant about the one I didn't like as much. I think you like both of them. Okay. We've you've seen both of them. I don't remember what they are. Okay. Anyway, it's not what we're talking about this week. But uh, on on the what are we talking about this week? <laughs> this week we're talking about penguin movies. Yeah. But on the topic of um, you were talking about individual episodes of things. Um, I found that uh. We, you know, if we if we were going into other media, we could have compared one of these films to a different, uh, media production that happened uh, that year, which was a um, another piece of media where a character played by Elijah Wood hatches from an egg and is forced to find where he belongs, uh, and that is. The Legend of Spyro, A New Beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've got time to play an entire game series. I just love... Because it came up in the trivia for it, and I was like, oh my god, it is the same. <laughs> so Happy Feet and Spyro are the same. You heard it here first, folks. Um, but I do like that there's two 2006 pieces of media where Elijah Wood hatches from an egg and has to find out where he belongs. Talk about typecasting. <laughs> it's a bit of a weird typecast. Um, we want someone with a recognisable voice, but not super masculine, and also would be believable coming out of an egg. Yeah. The casting director goes, I've got the perfect <laughs> I know, I know who it is. But that's like um, the recent Cinema Therapy episode where they talked about uh, Rise of the Guardians and Chris Pine voicing... Um, Jack Frost, who is like a permanent teenager, and it's like a 40-something-year-old man who sounds like a 40-something-year-old man voice yeah. And uh, the question was posed, who would you cast instead? And it's Elijah Wood, yeah. 100%. Like, just get him to do the same voice he does for Wirt and Over the yeah, Garden yeah, Wall. Exactly. <laughs> and he's perfect. Um, cause that's, that's a grown man who can voice a teenager and sound like a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I guess is probably what they're going for in Happy Feet as well, in fairness, because his whole shtick is that he hatched late and he like doesn't grow out of his feathers properly and stuff, so he doesn't reach maturity in the same way that the other penguins do. I also like the fact that his 
like feathers formed a little bow tie. And a bow tie, it's And then he's cute. like tap dancing the entire time, so he looks like he's actually wearing like a tuxedo. And also, um, they they do the right put in three little dots above his ankles, yeah. uh, which mimic the um, the outfit that Fred Astaire wore when he would be dancing. Right. So they were going for a Fred Astaire look with the uh, with the bow tie and the little the little dots over his his shoes, his feet, um, which is which is cute. Can we talk about the human influence in... In both films? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't see... We only really see one bit of human influence in Surf's Up, which is in the... Uh, in memoriam of uh, Chicken Joe's dad. Yeah, which was... Chicken, Chicken Bob. Yeah. Chicken Bob was... Uh, <laughs> Cody, who's Shia LaBeouf's character, and... Jo who plays jo oh, Chicken Joe? John Heater. Okay. Both of their character like arcs are super dark because Shia LaBeouf's dad gets eaten by a killer whale. Yeah. Which almost happens in, so in, in Happy Feet. Happy, yeah. And then, yeah, Chicken Joe's dad literally was like a six-piece bucket. It's so good because they, the whole... We haven't mentioned it yet, but if you haven't seen Surf's Up, the whole thing is shot as a mockumentary. Yeah. So it's like they're interviewing... Um, Cody as the underdog for this surfing competition and he's like there's a bit where he's like oh you know I never really knew my dad and then it shows like a photo of him and, and zooms out and in the photo the killer whale is about to come and eat him yeah. and then when they're talking to Chicken Joe later he's like oh yeah you know we're we're we um we have so much in common. I didn't really know my dad either. And then it shows a photo of his dad, Chicken Bob and then it zooms out and it's a it's a basically a KFC book. Yeah. Um what See, I don't like... I prefer... So in the genre of the mockumentary... Yeah. I prefer a found footage thing, like um, REC. Right. Like, I think that's fantastic. Um, there's certain shots of a movie you haven't watched yet, uh, Dawn of the Dead, that were done the same way. Mm -hmm. um, the remake, not the original, folks. Uh, the... The what was that weird movie we watched recently? Uh, I am Charles. Oh, <laughs> what's his name? Charles Polesco. Charles. Pa Charles Petrescu. Charles Petrescu. <laughs> I love that movie. It was so good. What was it called? What was the name of the other guy in it? Because it's, it's Brian. Is it Brian and Charles? Yeah, Brian and Charles. Brian. <laughs> I'm Charles Petrescu. <laughs> Watch that movie, guys. That's a good yeah, movie. <laughs> that is very odd. But again, like... Wonderful. The mockumentary-style thing. Mm. Certain parts of it don't make any sense. Because yeah. it's like, how would the camera crew be there? Like, Yeah, there's bits in that where... I feel like that movie would work better if they didn't make it a mockumentary. But they there's bits where you're like, okay, why would he be saying this to the camera when he's like supposed to be trying to keep it secret and then yeah. it's like how did the camera crew get this shot yeah um and in surf's up they do that a little bit because there's bits where like they film it as if there's like a gopro on his um surfboard yeah which works really well except then they show the shot of him on the surfboard and there's no gopro on it yeah. they should have like put it in there. yeah 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 um but that's a i feel like that's a small mistake i feel like they stick to the mockumentary thing a lot more in um surf's up and part of what makes that work is that they actually got the and any time that they're interviewing people rather than, like, just showing what's happening. When they're doing, like, inter interview segments, which they've cut throughout the film, um, those are all improvised. 
they got the voice actors to improvise right, them. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and then animated around it, and it works really well. Because um, I think, did a Toy Story start there? The bloopers? The bloopers thing? Uh, no, A Bug's Life. Did Was A Bug's Life I don't think, Yeah, I don't think they did it in... I don't think they did in the first Toy Story. I think A Bug's Life was the first one to do it. Maybe it was Toy Story 2. Yeah, Toy Story 2 definitely had them. because you had like. Does the... that mean I've seen Toy Story 2 if I know there's bloopers in the end of it? Probably. Did you think you hadn't seen Toy Story 2? Toy Story 2 was a wonderful film. It's Is that the one Stinky where... Pete, the prospector? Yes, I have seen that. <laughs> That's, I just remember his bloopers. Um, yeah, the Toy Story 2 is great. It's got Jesse and Bullseye and, you know, the Woody's Roundup stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because he's like a collector's item. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's all in the second movie. Yeah. And the third one's got an angry evil bear in it, right? Yes. Lots of, lots of hugging bear. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. That's good. That's a very good movie. We should watch that sometime. Okay. Fourth one, you can leave it. Okay. In my opinion. But the third one was very good. But the third one was very good in that it catered to its audience. I don't know. What, I think the fourth one was trying to... I don't know what the fourth one was trying to Trying to re- reboot? It was, I think it was trying to do fun stuff aimed at small kids and then also like go into like existential crisis territory and it was weird. Oh, so it was aimed at millennials. Well, they're all <laughs> aimed at millennials because the, the, because the first one was aimed at kids and it was millennials when they were kids or, you know, because the oldest millennials were what, born in 1980, so they would have been 15 when the first Toy Story came out. Uh, I think I think my age is what the Toy Story films are aimed at, because the first Toy Story film came out when I was a kid. The second one when I was about eight or nine, and then the third one came out in two thousand and nine. So I was eighteen when the third film came out, and it was about Andy going to college. Yeah. So it was my age group is who they were aiming at all because I was I think I was around the same age as Andy the whole way, if that makes sense. Whereas then the fourth one I don't know what they were trying to do. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to find it, because I... You're trying to find what, what age millennials are, or what yeah. when Toy Story came out? I think 1980 is the beginning of millennials. Would that be right? Um, the, probably Wikipedia's not going to help me. <laughs> this is a thing called... Where millennials end and Generation Z begins. So you can tell by the memes, between, folks. Here we go. So between 1981... 80, so 81. Yeah, it was 81. So 81 to 96 is millennial age. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's... I feel like my younger brother is more Gen Z than millennial, but um, wow. they are right on the cusp. Hey, um, <laughs> I don't agree with her, bro. It's all good. <laughs> well, I mean... That's that's the my the my my experience of TikTok is just what <laughs> what Connor sends me via Facebook. <laughs> no, your experience of TikTok it's, is me watching friggin' compilations. YouTube compilations of it, yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, so but millennials from nineteen eighty one. So I think the first Toy Story film came out in ninety five, so that would be fourteen so the oldest millennials would have been fourteen when it yeah. came out. And the youngest millennials hadn't been born yet. But um, <laughs> but I think it's like mid-range millennials. So your age, my age, yeah. is what toys the Toy Story f- the first three were aimed at because yeah, they saw, grew up with us. I saw it in theaters. Yeah. Um, talking of millennials, I saw a really funny meme the other day. Yeah. And it was like, why are you guys so? Why are you millennials so sad all the time and complain? It's like because when we were ten years old, we watched two thousand people die live on television and nothing got better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah, I was 10 at yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. 2001, yeah. There you go. Facts. Yeah. 
And as we know, it's all Kermit's fault. And then my granddad died the next month. Oh, that's sad. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> so the mockumentary style. So you didn't like the mockumentary style stuff in Surf's Up? No. Um, I really liked it. I thought it was Because I liked again, how it edited. Yeah, there's... It doesn't... To me, it always takes me out of the movie. Because you're either in a movie, you're supposed to like give off your mm -hmm. your disbelief and just be like, I'm in the movie. But then, because I I don't think I've seen it work well. Have you seen What We Do in the Shadows? Yes. You don't think it works well in What We Do in the Shadows? I do, but it's not as... I think like the the style of what we do in the shadows works. Yeah. Well, I think Surf's Up was going for a similar style earlier than what we do in the shadows, obviously, yeah. but it was um, using the mockumentary format, as, as what we do in the shadows does, using the mockumentary format to um, aid in doing really comedic editing. Yeah. So to edit things in a comedic way, so you have like the sequence where you know Cody is acting all cool and be like, oh, you know, I just knew he needed some space, so I left him be. That's a respectful thing to do. And then they cut intercut it with him being like, oh my god, you're big as he, um, and you know, like totally yeah. disparate or like the bit where um, they're interviewing Lani and the the little kid just walks out and flops into the water behind her when she's like, you got to be really attentive as a lifeguard, you know? That was funny. It's like, you've been unconscious five times this week. You know, no, that's not good for you, my, your, your brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, I think they use it to do, like, really um, improve their comedic timing and help with this, like, editing style that they want to do. So I, my, my guess would be they wanted to edit it in a comedic way, and the best way they saw to do that was to use this tool. Um, it also then allowed them to do the, you know, improvised scenes with the actors. They're, it's one of the few animated films where um, the voice actors were all in the same room as each other when they're in scenes together and yeah. actually actually recorded their voices together because more often than not you just yeah. go in and just record a bunch of lines and leave. Um, whereas this, they got to actually be in the same space. Um, the, they gave the voice actors props so they could, like, pretend they were, like, I think Zoe Deschanel carried around a bag of sand or something instead of the squid and yeah. they let um i think it was james woods either james woods or jeff bridges one of them because they both do it they let them actually like throw shit at the crew because they because their character's doing it yeah um and then the people who are who are voicing the characters who are interviewing them are the actual directors of the film um so they did like so they really used that as a tool to to get in the kind of style that they wanted and the editing style that they wanted and the you know the flow that they wanted i think and i thought it worked but see my one so the whole premise of surfs up is they're doing like an international surfing tournament yeah on a fictional pacific island yeah called pengu island so you've got the idea that you've got a televised sports competition mm. so if they'd cut it down to having those sequences as they're being interviewed by the like network right that would have worked for me well if they had some of the network things yeah but this was supposed to be as like a documentary crew going in and documenting it yeah 
But I, I agree with your earlier statement of like if they're gonna put a GoPro GoPro on the surfboards, yeah, yeah. they need to show it. Yeah, yeah, I think there were there were a few goofs like that where they they could have done it better. Yeah. Um, but they you know they even have fun bits where there's like um, you know when when. Lan- is her name Lanny? I think it's Lanny. Brings him up to uh, to Geek in the first place. And he's like, who's this guy? And she's like, oh, you know, he's he's been hurt. I need to check him. And then he's like, who are all those? And they're like, she's just like, they're with him. It's okay. And then there's a bit where they're like falling Chicken Joe and the cameraman gets hit by the spear. Yeah. So I like that kind of stuff. No, it's fair enough. Because I we feel don't... like the example you gave before of um, Brian and Charles. Yeah. Um... The, the camera people don't seem to be impacted by anything yeah. whereas what we do in the shadows you get like this you know they're filming these vampires and stuff and they're like no no we we, we don't eat them because they're the, they're the documentary crew we leave them alone and then there's a scene with the werewolves and it's like oh shit and like one of the documentary crew members actually or like one of yeah, the, yeah. the the, the uh, videographers is actually like eaten by a werewolf i think so, dark comedies work yeah 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 um I don't know. I like it. I think it works. But I mean, this is. I think it's. It's always good for the podcast when we disagree. <laughs> Fair enough. When we've got different, because you obviously are more of a fan of Happy Feet. Yeah, out of, out of the two of them, mm-hmm. I enjoy Happy Feet more. Would I say I'm a fan of it? I, again, like musicals, just. I don't know. Yeah, I I did one of the notes I wrote down was that um. A jukebox musical starring singing penguins is such a weird concept. Yeah. It's like, why? That's a weird thing to come up with. Like, I understand why they decided to make um, Surf's Up into a mockumentary. I don't understand why they decided to do, like, a jukebox musical for Happy Feet. I will say one thing, though. What? The music in Happy Feet is better than... The music in Surf's Up? Yeah, because the Surf's Up just... The music in it is extremely dated for the era it was made right. in. Because it's all that, like, yeah. sort of surface skater music. And yeah. it's like, oh, wow. Is that this is, like a Tony That is Hawk? funny. Yeah, because it's cause animation style-wise, Happy Feet is the more dated. But music-wise, yeah. Yeah. Surf's Up is more dated. Because Happy Feet used a selection of music from different eras and yeah. genres and, and, and things. And styles as well. Yeah, um, I'm going to interrupt us. For a moment, because this is our first ever sponsored episode. Yes, we have a sponsor. We have a sponsor, and I, I'm conscious that I don't want the episode to run away with itself before we talk about our sponsor. So, this week we are sponsored by Photo Restore. With an F. With Photo an F. Restore NZ.com. That's, oh yeah, but I was like, <laughs> I was like what? Yes, fo- the website is PhotoRestoreNZ.com. That's a, a photo with an F. Yeah. Um, and what they have done is essentially they have developed an AI that will restore your photos. And if, if you're like us folks and you've spent Christmas, um, away from family, um, but you've been going through old photos, mm. this is a perfect gift for somebody, especially if you've got photos that are like, um, cause I remember going to your parents' place mm-hmm. Um, when we visited Ireland and seeing a lot of your old family photos that were sun damaged or just damaged in general 
Um, so what the website offers you is the AI to go through and restore uh, damaged photos, do color. Um, yeah, so there's two options. One is just uh, restoring photos. So that can be um, if it's if there's some damage to the photo or if there is um, a compression from like if you've if you've lost the originals of your photo, you just have the compressed version from social media and it's looking a little blurry. Or yeah. if you've if you've taken a photo somewhere and it doesn't look as crisp as you wanted it to, um, it can help with that. And then the other option is um, to colorize non black and white photos or non colored photos. Yeah. Um, which is yeah pretty it's and and to be honest they're pretty cheap to begin with um <laughs> but with our promo code it takes two all one word yeah you get 25 percent off your purchase yeah so check out uh photorestorenz.com yeah and i have some i have bought some photos uh restorations from there uh, at the time of recording, I don't have them yet, but I, we're recording far enough in advance that by the time the episode comes out, I expect I will. And I will post some of those in our Discord so people can see a before and after, maybe, yeah. of the uh, the photos that I've put in. So if you want to check out some examples, join our Discord. Um, links in description. Uh, this, links in the description. I'm not like I'm on YouTube. Link in the show notes <laughs> and Along on our Twitter with, and our website. Along with the... Um, link to the website. Yes, we will put a link to photorestoreinside.com in our show notes also. So yes, 25% off with our promo code yeah. it takes to. And they charge per photo, so if you get four photos, the fourth one is free. Yeah. Essentially. How it works. But anyway, back to the movies. Back to the movies. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting having a look at, like, because I think music can really date a movie. Because um, what was a movie that we watched together that would like, for some reason, we'd hyped it up in our heads for a Oh, it was um, Guns Akimbo. Yeah, that had weird... Weird soundtrack. Weird soundtrack. The reason you were saying we hyped that up, that was the both be our first date and then we never went on it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Stupid COVID. Um, <laughs> locking down everything so everything's shut. Um, that was yeah. That was gonna be the first movie we saw in cinema together, and then we didn't. But we we did eventually see it, and uh, the movie or the music is really weird now. Yeah, really weird. It's interesting because there you get movies where I think Nolan does it the best, where the music amplifies what you're seeing. Mm. Where I think. Like, that's, like, the visuals are good, the music makes it better. The issue that I always had with, uh, like, uh, what the hell was the example I was just going to use? Uh, crap. It's not Guns Akimbo? No. Um, but Guns Akimbo, well, I'll use Guns Akimbo. <laughs> as, as, like, if you have an awesome action sequence, oh, here, here I'll go to my actual example, which I remembered in a second. If you have an awesome action sequence and then you find a song that you can put to it, mm -hmm. you can put anything to it. And the, the amount of times I have gone, for some reason this pops up for me on my YouTube algorithm all the time because I think I watched like two action clips at the same time with Freebird, Linus Skinner's Freebird. Right, okay. And now there are just, for some reason, there's like a weird genre on YouTube of people putting scenes from movies that we, we all know. Mm -hmm. uh, the example I was going to use was the 
massacre sequence in the church from the Kingsman. Right. You can put any friggin' song you want to it. Yeah. Because the sequence is awesome. Yeah. But it doesn't matter about the music. Um, do you know who does it best, though? Who? Edgar Wright. Yes. That's the best example. Because but what he does is he picks the music first yeah. and choreographs the action sequence to the music. Yeah. That's um, Baby Driver. Yeah. Was, was yes. All... Oh, my God. I love Baby Driver. So every time there's a song of Baby Driver, which is for the whole movie, yeah. first of all, Edgar Wright, I don't know if it's him specifically or his team, very good at picking movies for or music for a soundtrack. Yeah. Um, but then also, every beat of the action is on a beat of the music, yeah. and it and it works perfectly. It does mean that you probably could put in another another piece of music so long as it's got the right tempo or something. Yeah. But um, but it's really really well done, and that's that's you know you need someone with the same level as whoever is picking Edgar Wright's music for his movies, whether it's himself or someone else they need to be the people who are picking music for yeah. any movie that's using a, a soundtrack of established songs. Because the negative aspect of that would be, in my opinion, John Williams. What do you mean? Because his music makes the scene better. Right. Because the scene's boring and the music makes it <laughs> awesome. Well, John Williams is just a great composer. Yeah. But, but this is like, like, there's, a, there's a big difference, I think, as well, between composed music for a film and... Um, pre-existing yeah that's tracks. true um, which is why I referred to um, Happy Feet as a jukebox musical because yeah. it's, it's based on you know the musical is songs that are already existing yeah if the actors had been in like a 19 a weird time locked 1950s diner mm -hmm. it would have worked as well yeah Maybe not the dancing and being penguins and being abducted <laughs> by aliens. We still haven't covered the aliens part. Um, so the aliens they're referring to in it are people. Yeah. But I'd never, like, other than the weird memes, like, about, like, odd, oh, like, the fish that get thrown back tell their mates they're being abducted by aliens. Yeah. Um, it's it's that weird concept of like what do they think? Yeah, I think it's fantastic because I mean I think the you know in the vast majority of the world or you know anywhere that's populated by humans, you know, animals are quite used to being around humans. Yeah, but the fact that it's set in Antarctica where humans are pretty scarce, um, and there's these birds that like one of them had had been picked up by humans and they put like a, a tag on it so they could you know monitor yeah. it in the wild as humans do and the bird is like you know these aliens got me and they put this thing on me and then they let me out you know and it's like that is what they think i mean they have no concept of aliens yeah. but like this this weird giant creature took me and did some tests on me and then put this thing on my leg and and set me back into the wild is a batshit concept if you, if, if you know if you've no clue what's going on do you know what weird. that whole sequence made me want to do what watch the original independence day and god not the reboot oh not reboot the sequel. sequel yeah because that like whole sequence is just like him being so justified mm. and then being a like massive hero but like by killing himself. But the, you know, the whole thing of just being like, oh, he was abducted by aliens and he's a bit crazy because of it. It's mm. like, no, 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 motherfucker, I was right. There were fucking aliens in the sky. Yeah, like, yeah. I was right all along. 
Fuck all you people. Yeah. I was warning you, they're coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, the... Because I think, from what I know, um, there's a lot of confusion around animal behavior um, in relation to humans. Mm. Um, we get this really toxic, like, alpha personality style thing, which is apparently from dogs, and it's like, if you actually look into how it works, it's not that way. Mm-hmm. And you look at, like... In my opinion, one of the most interesting social groups within, like, pack animals, which is hyenas, which you have a um, matriarchy um, system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at great apes and you have one male who protects a, like, harem of females and it works um, for gorillas and then chimpanzees are, like, have breeding pairs. And it's very interesting when you dig into this concept um which in my favorite is how cats view humans Mm. and it's just like we there is no concept of us being different from them to them yeah it is we're just like weird furless clumsy cats yeah yeah they don't understand our behavior as much as we don't understand why the hell at 3 a.m they have to like defeat the goblins that live in the walls (laughs) um it's an interesting concept of, yeah, you're saying, I, um, you know, a, a population of a species of animals being so isolated from humans and coming across humans would be the exact same experience we would have being With abducted aliens. by aliens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like, what, what is this? I had no concept that they're even... Wa- especially, you know, on Antarctica where, like, there's nothing for aliens except water. Yeah. So, like, you know, they're not going to be... You know, if they have, if they're a, a, a species of penguin that don't migrate, yeah, you know, they don't know anything about. It. Whereas you get, obviously, we get penguins here in New Zealand, um, but we get species of penguins that do migrate, or yeah. you know, that that can live further, you know, further north, closer to the equator than um, than the ones that have to live down on the actual thing. Two points. Yep. I remembered now. It is very warm at the moment, folks. My brain don't work well yeah, in an enclosed we're at environment. We're the, height of, the yeah. height of summer. Um, the reason I liked Happy Feet more than I liked Surf's Up mm-hmm. wasn't actually related to the movies. It was the environmental message about mm. stopping fucking fishing in those areas. Yeah. Because, like, I'm not going to get into the politics right now, but... Um, like, New Zealand waters get violated all the time by certain countries. Mm-hmm. Um, you've still got issues with whaling, even though it's, like, banned, but, like, under research purposes, which is, like, a load of shit. Um, so I think that whole, you know, the whole, the whole, like, concept of these bunch of people live, yelling at each other in the UN was fantastic. Of like, I don't want to live on a planet without any penguins. It's like, the sustainability of fish... Like, as a person who was, for a small time, pescatarian. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, and not the other thing, which is a weird religion. It's not It's not a weird religion. No, no, Presbyterianism? But, yeah. It's not a weird religion. It's just a form of Protestantism from Christianity. Yeah, so weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, no, because I always get them confused. I always get the words confused. Pescatarian or Presbyterian? Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, like, squid is the most sustainable fish to eat. Which they eat and serve up. Yeah. That's true. Which kind of is used as, like, drugs. 
a little bit. In Surf's Up? Chicken Joe is oh, clearly Chicken Joe a stoner. Is clearly stoner. Yeah. Do you know, like, they, I think they had written Chicken Joe already, but then they said once they watched Napoleon Dynamite, they could not cast anyone else except John Heater. They yeah. were like, we need him. They also cast, um, did you know who played Tank? The, uh, the, uh, yeah. large man. Oh, you know who yeah. played him? Yeah. I can't remember the actor's name, but I definitely recognize the voice. But you know what he's from? Um, Office Space. Oh yeah, he is in Office Space. I think. Yeah, is he? it's the next door neighbor. Um, but he Diedrich Bader, that's his name. Yeah. But he is in. He also is in Napoleon Dynamite. He plays Rex, the guy with the the Taekwondo. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. 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 So I thought it was funny that they brought in two Napoleon Dynamite. They were like, yeah, we just got to cast. They, they must have just been big fans of Napoleon Dynamite. Let's bring all the cast of Napoleon Dynamite into our Penguin movie. Anyway, that's not what we were talking about. That's just a side note. Um, yeah, the environmental message. I think Happy Feet gets really dark all of a sudden. Is Which this, is good. Yeah, but it like it goes from like because there's like hints at the human stuff because I mean there's first of all the um, the bird with the tag on his leg and then you have the rock opera penguin who's like who's got the the um, plastic rings yeah. around his neck. Yeah. And you know they're and then you know they're like oh he's he's been to the place with the mighty people or whatever and then he's like no I just went swimming and I got this stuff on me and he's like choking for like a solid 20 minutes <laughs> of the movie he's a, and then there's like a bit where he's like hanging from a bell and I was like wow this is really dark yeah um and then he and then he breaks free and he's okay but um and there's also then obviously the the whole thing about the fish for some reason it's a really weird they made a really weird choice in that they made the emperor penguins like cultists they're like all a member of some weird cult where they believe that their god hates dancing so much that <laughs> that we should should have compared this to Footloose. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, they believe their their god hates dancing so much that he's punished them by taking the fish away. And um, Mumbles like, no, I think these aliens might have taken the fish. I'm gonna go find out. Uh, but then it just gets really, really dark because he ends up in a zoo. Yeah. And like, not understanding what's going on and like. Trying, you know, and hallucinating his family. Yeah, and they've like painted the walls to look like Antarctica. So he walks into the walls, and then he's like, "Okay, I'll swim away." And he swims into the glass, yeah. and there's people like watching him. And then it's like over weeks, he starts to lose his mind, and then he's just like he see he's like hallucinating his family through the walls. So he's throwing fish at the wall, and then he just ends up just standing, staring at his own reflection, and doing nothing. And then a little girl tapping on the glass makes some tap dance, and yeah. then and then suddenly, global warming is saved because all we had all that needed to happen all along is the penguins needed to entertain us. If penguins just danced for our enter- our enjoyment, then we could put them back in the wild and watch them dance in the wild, and then we would stop. That is a hundred percent not the fuck what humans would do. I know. You name any animal that can do some form of performance, and they'll be abused. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I was like, so you're watching that movie, and he starts dancing, and the and the people start going on. I was like, oh god, this guy's yeah. dead. And then he's doing like, this all. He's yeah, and then they send him back to where he came from, and he's got like the tracker on him, and he makes all the penguins dance. And I was like, oh god, they're all gonna get. <laughs> they're just gonna take them all away from here and put them on like in circuses, um. But no, instead they, they. Solve sustainability problems. Yeah. 
Actually, not what would happen. No. Also, I, it seems like not what would happen in the world because Happy Feet 2... So we watched both of these films on Netflix and Happy Feet 2 came up as a suggestion and we watched some of the trailer for it and it seems to be about humans continuing to pollute and eat birds. So um, obviously even in the world of Happy Feet, the sustainability stuff doesn't last. No, of course not. Because as soon as you get a new government and they're just like... My billionaire friends aren't making billions of dollars by destroying <laughs> the environment. We need to stop that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, sustainability, like, there's a simple solution in my mind. And there is no reason why governments would dislike this idea. I just think it'd be... I, I hate the term political suicide... Because it gets thrown around with friggin' everything these days. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, Three Waters in New Zealand. Oh, it's political suicide. And it's like, why? We're just giving people responsibility who are in charge of the water. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to go into politics now, but, like, the shit that the opposition have been saying is driving me insane. But anyway, my point being, um, the simple solution would be putting a tax on any product that is not sustainable. Yep. Just yep. To, like, if we have a carbon tax, why is there not a sustainability tax? Yeah. Like, if you can grow salmon and then farm salmon, why isn't there a tax on wild-caught salmon? Yeah, instead you find that the sustainable options are generally more, more expensive. More expensive. Yeah. Because um, I find that, because I, at work... Um, I'm not going to say what my job is or where I work. A lot of people listen to... Well, not a lot. Well, people who know me know where I work anyway. But, um... I know where you live. Yes. <laughs> you also live here. And you used to work where I work. Um, no, but, but where I work, um, part of the organization's policies is um, supporting sustainability and things like that. And um, so when I do... Um, purchases like if i if i'm raising a purchase order and and things like that for actual because normally when i'm doing purchase orders they're for services not goods but when i'm doing them for goods um i it, it is promoted by the organization that i should be looking at sustainable options so i so i get the go-ahead to pay extra to yeah, get yeah. these sustainable options which i think is great um so like you know if i'm buying stationary stuff i get the recyclable pens yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know whatever the, the case may be um, and I think more places should be doing it. But like you said, if there was a tax on the non-sustainable options, then people would make, they'd find a way to make sustainable options cheaper. Yeah. Because the only reason they're not at the moment is the people who are making the cheap stuff don't care about sustainability. Yeah. As long as they're getting billions of dollars worth of profit, they literally don't give a shit about anything. Yeah. And you look at like um, the the burning of the Amazon and like this palm oil thing and everybody's like oh no palm oil like all this weird like sustainable palm oil and it's like yes yeah, what the hell does it even mean um, if you had to burn down forests to plant palm oil it's not sustainable in so the, first the sustainable place. palm oil stuff i don't know if it's the same now but when i had researched it um a long time ago um it was to do with the fact that the majority of palm oil at the time was coming from I think Malaysia and Borneo, which are where orangutans are yes. habitats are, so they were destroying forests um, and you know endangering orangutans and other other creatures that live in those areas and um, 
putting in these palm oil uh, or these palm forests. In those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then the sustainable options were instead of being in that area, we're in areas of um, Southern America where, or South America. I, my brain gets confused whether I should say South or Southern for different countries and different areas. I was like, because I said the South Hemisphere earlier. Yeah. Anyway, South America, um, areas of South America where there is more space for them to do this without destroying as much of natural habitat, I yeah. think. But now, like, people, like, the, was it the president of Brazil sanctioned, like, burning the Amazon and stuff? That so, guy's a moron. Um, so, uh, the whole concept, I don't think any of that's sustainable anymore. <laughs> the whole concept of him saying that it was, like, political assassination yeah. when the entire world was complaining because the Amazon was on fire and they were literally doing nothing about it. Yeah. And he was blaming the global media for making him look bad. And it was like... No, literally everyone's telling you to put the fucking fire out, you idiot. Like, yeah, yeah. like how corrupt does it have to be? And it's like, the, the common misconception is like, oh, the Amazon is the Earth's lungs and without it we'll all suffocate. Mm-hmm. That's not the truth. Yeah. It's actually um, algae and plankton that produce like 70% of the oxygen. Mm. The issue is, is we're also polluting the ocean. Yeah. And the ocean's fucked. So, you know, like... As shown in Happy Feet. Yeah. We are... Uh, so self-destructive it's just disgusting like it's actually ridiculous mm-hmm. and like you you like one of my favorites is statistics of just like you know um like this whole concept like just recently that again politics i don't like going into it because it's not my forte even though for some reason you keep bringing it up i keep bringing it up um <laughs> You know, this whole kickback on, on rail workers being declined to pay rides, yet they've just signed off millions of dollars to go help Ukraine. Mm. And it's like, so I understand Ukraine's an issue, yeah. but for the land of the free and home of the brave, shouldn't you be giving people what they're worth? Mm. So it's perfectly okay for railway workers to not have sick days and get paid less money than like a manager at McDonald's. Well, here's here's the but thing. But you can send Titan missiles to another country. I was gonna say you're you're talking U.S. government here, right? Democrats are in power. Like. Yeah, no, I know, but you're talking about the United States of America. Yeah. Um, all of their funding has gone to the military. Yeah. <laughs> just just cut some military spending. And you could you could solve the poverty issues in the United States. Yes and no. It is a way more complicated issue. Oh yeah, I mean it's not like. just it's not just like blanket. Here's the easy thing, but yeah. like like way a much higher percentage of their overall country's money goes towards military budget. That's why the simple solution for America's problem is by making it like the EU. Mm. So each state is a self-governing system. Mm. And if certain states don't have the ability to self-govern, then they could be, you know, that's their problem. That's, you know. Oh, jeez. Okay. Well, the reality is if California want to do something and a, a friggin' senator from another state decides that they gets his buddies together and they can't, it's like, why is that fair yeah. on the people that live there? Um, like, it doesn't make any sense. 
The USA is a, a weird, very weird big country. Nobody who it's, it's like it's basically the same size as Europe. Yeah. As a whole country. And they have such a massive massive amount of tax revenue. Yet like you have people that are literally friggin' striking so they can get basic like living wages. Mm. And yet, like, you look at the how much um, difference between all the billionaires have increased their own, like, self-worth in the last 10 years. It's ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of different continents, this episode is all about Antarctica. Uh, so I'd like to shout out to our zero Antarctica <laughs> listeners. <laughs> But if you listen, one day, one day, folks. If you, if you, if you know somebody on Twitter, yeah, or If you know anyone TikTok, I guess. in Antarctica uh, who is able to listen to things from down there, or was able to download stuff, from the just internet, one episode, folks. All you need to do send them this episode. This yeah. is the episode. Yeah, this is our Antarctica penguins. episode. It's about penguins. We're coming up on International Penguin Awareness Day. So yeah, we're talking about sustainability, environmental issues in Antarctica specifically. Come on. Send this episode to your friends in Antarctica. Get them to listen to it. If you're listening to this episode from Antarctica, please tweet at us or post on our Discord or uh, send us an email. Let us know that you're doing that you're in Antarctica and you've listened to us. Because then we listen to it on every single continent. Yes. And that's what this whole podcast is about, damn it. <laughs> I am so sweaty. It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's very warm. We're going to look at rip. some yeah. trivia and box office facts. Yeah. Hit me. Hit me with a big shot. Okay. Trivia first or box office first? Well, the box offices, they both were about 100 million each. Yeah. So, um, IMDb says 100 million each. Uh, the numbers, which is normally more accurate, says only 85 million budget for um, Happy Feet, whereas 100 million for Surf's Up. In terms of box office, uh, Happy Feet made $385 million and uh, Surf's Up made $145 million. So, but two, oh, no. $200 only, million less. <laughs> only, only $40 million profit. What a shame. Um, yeah. Uh, adjusted for inflation, I looked at it and I think it's uh, about $580 million for Happy Feet and just shy at $200 million for Surf's Up. Adjusted for inflation. Um, yeah, so so Happy Feet definitely made more money. Yeah. And got more of the uh, awards and stuff. Uh, trivia. So, um, Happy Feet is actually the highest grossing film of the careers of both Brittany Murphy and Nicole Kidman, which is shocking to me. How has Nicole Kidman not made a movie that's higher grossing than Happy Feet? She's been in a lot of movies. She's a good actress. How is this her highest grossing film? I don't get it. That's true. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Brittany Murphy obviously like passed away. Yeah. So that's not exactly Yeah, it's not as surprising for her. But uh, I'm shocked that Nicole Kidman hasn't made a movie that's higher grossing than this. Mm. Um, it's also the last film that Steve Irwin was in. Yeah. Speaking of Australian actors, because we mentioned earlier that uh, there's a lot of Australian actors in in um, Happy Feet. Um, initially, so they, they sing, at one point they sing Prince's song Kiss, 
and initially he refused to allow the use of the song in the film and then they showed him some footage of the film and he changed his mind and allowed the song to be used and also wrote an additional original song for the film to be used in the closing credits because he liked it so much. He, so he did a total 180 there. Um, all of the dancers, so I mentioned that it's, there's like mocap for the penguin in this, all of the dancers in the film had to go through a penguin school to be able to capture the movements of penguins while they were dancing in mocap suits to be penguins. Uh, and also, uh, they had to wear special headgear, headgear to simulate the penguin beaks to force them to accommodate the, the, uh, that feature in the characters dancing. Which is fun. I do think that's a fun fact. You we had to look at some behind the foot behind the scenes. <laughs> like footage of yeah. of dancers in mocap suits with penguin beaks. Yeah. yeah, sounds great. I think mocap is by far the coolest thing. Mm. And this is two thousand and six. Yeah. This was released because that would have been just the weird the weird ball doodads. Yeah, yeah. So this is probably off the back of um, the success of the Lord of the Rings films. Yeah. Um. Because have you seen the behind-the-scenes footage of um, Benedict Cumberbatch doing the smog lines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks... He's so... in Like... I know... Um, Sarah McKellen... McKellen? Sir Ian McKellen? McKellen cried because he was just like, I don't want to deal with green screens and like... No, it wasn't... It was, it, I don't know if it was green screens specifically. It was the fact that he was... He was supposed to be acting with like... 12 other people and they were all just sticks with spaces yeah. stuck on them yeah whereas when he did the lord of the rings films they had size doubles yeah and so he's still acting with someone versus like benedict cumberbatch who's just like crawling around on the floor yeah yeah get <laughs> like, real into it yeah acting like a dragon it's great yeah i love that i love people who put their role in it but it's a it's a whole different kettle of fish doing the the mocap acting yeah Andy Serkis obviously is a master. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people are pretty pretty darn good. Which at is that. why I find it strange you don't like the the Planet of the Apes reboot. I I said that I don't like it. When did I say I don't like it? Was it because I said I fell asleep watching it? Yeah, probably. Okay. Well, here's okay. Uh, story time. I saw. What was the first one? Rise of the Planet of the No. What's the is the first one? Rise. Rise. Well, the new ones. Yeah. I think it's called Rise of the Planet of the Apes. What's the middle one then? There's Rise. The last one is War for the Planet of the Apes, which I haven't seen. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes yeah, is the yeah, second yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. So Rise, Rise of the Planet of the Apes is the first film in this trilogy. I, the reason I saw it in cinema, I mean, I probably would have gone to see it anyway, but then I didn't want to go see it a second time. Um, the reason I saw it in cinema when I did is because one of my teeth died in my mouth. Um, and I was in so much pain that I could not think, I could not speak, and I could not sleep. Uh, and I had to, and I sat, I was in Canada living by myself as a teenager. I rang an emergency dentist at 1am on a Sunday with ice cream in my mouth to numb the pain. And I was like, hey, can I see a dentist? And they were like, do do you need one right now? And I was like, um, probably not. I don't know. And I literally could not think. So they booked me in for like 10 a.m. with an emergency dentist. And when I went there, I was like, because I don't like pain medication. I don't take pain medication. 
the vast majority of the time, no matter what pain I'm in. So I had not taken anything. I was just like absolutely out of my mind on pain. Yeah. So I went to this dentist and the dentist was like, oh, we'll just do an x-ray. And I was like, I think I need a root canal. And he was like, you know, you wouldn't be speaking to me if you needed a root canal. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he like did the x-ray and came running in and was like, you need a root canal right this second. Um, and he, then he was like, but I don't have, we don't have the tools here to do a full root canal. So I'm going to do half a root canal on you because I cannot let you leave this room without having some kind of something done. And then he was like, but you need to promise me tomorrow you will find a dentist and you will get this sorted. Um, and I was like, oh, okay. So he did on the spot half a root canal, um, and patched it up. And gave me some kind of pain medication that was like, I was like, out, out of it. <laughs> and one of the like two friends I had made in Canada had, had met me at the dentist because they were like, I don't want you to be on your own in this scenario. And then I was like, I'm fine. I can, I can go home. I'm all right. I'll make my way home. And he was like, okay, let, let's just, how about we just like hang out here for an hour or something until you're okay and then it was like well there's a cinema here let's go to the cinema and then I saw Rise of the Planet of the Apes while I was doped up <laughs> after a half root canal and the what you're quoting about me not liking it was the fact that I fell asleep during the action sequences because I'm not a big fan of action movies or action sequences and the, like I was I was into it for the beginning of it so the, you know the like there, you know, there's a orangutan that does sign language phenomenal. There's a, yeah. you know, there's Andy Circus as a as a chimpanzee making friends with James Franco, who I don't like anymore, but at the time I don't think I hated yet. Yeah, I don't think anybody hated him then. Um, you know, that was cool. And um, but then there was all this action. There's like police cars and things. I don't remember what happened. It was boring, and I had a nap. <laughs> that doesn't mean I hate the movie. It just means. I hadn't slept the night before because I had to... I, well, I did get to sleep eventually, but I had to go to sleep with ice cream in my mouth. Which is probably not actually a good plan, but I literally couldn't think. I think it was also in the middle of a heat wave, so it was like 50 degrees Celsius. And I had like... Just like poured a bottle of water over myself and went to sleep in a puddle on the bed with ice cream in my mouth. Yeah, that sounds like tooth pain. Yeah, so that was my experience of Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And I haven't seen it a second time. That's, so that my so I might I might know nothing about the movie. Though I think I just demonstrated that I know some things that happen in it. I got good news for you. You have it on DVD or Blu-ray, and you want to watch it now? Not right now. It's too hot. Okay. Um, there's a new one coming that's releasing. There's a new one. In 2024 called I, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Okay, I haven't seen I haven't seen the third one, War War for the Planet of the Apes. I haven't seen that. I saw the second one because Gary Oldman was in it. Uh, Dawn of the Dawn, Planet. yeah. So it's a weird. I watched Dawn of the Planet of the Apes on a on a plane, so that's probably also not a great experience. I think that was on my way to New Zealand. Yeah. I think I watched Dawn of the Planet of the Apes because it goes Rise, Dawn, War, and then Kingdom. Okay. It's well, a weird naming We'll convention. get around, before the next one comes out, we'll watch the first three so I have some idea of what's going on. Okay. We'll get to it, you know. It's all right. That's better than the Tim Burton one. But that has Tim Ross in it. 
There are some good, like, going back, there are some good <laughs> moments in that movie. I just think, in general, the ending really fucked up the entire movie. Yeah. Because it makes no sense. Can I just say, though, can I just, can we just point out that the original Planet of the Apes, the Charlton Heston one? Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. That's an amazing movie. What a great movie. Good job, guys. So, are we going to do a three? Ooh, oh, I don't know if you could do, I think Rise... No, I think the I think the Rise series doesn't work, but we probably at some point when we when we get around to doing remakes and things, we probably could do the Charlton Heston one and the Tim Burton one. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, because those are good. I mean, the first yeah, it's <laughs> a good. That's a good. I mean, it's a it's a it, it was a remake of that movie, you know. And there's something I can quote all the time. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um. What was I doing? Oh yeah, so trivia for Surf's Up, because we haven't gotten into that yet. Well, I mean, I've talked about bits and pieces of it already, so we'll skip those ones. Um, oh, did I already give all of these pieces of trivia? I just Maybe I just remember the trivia for this. I don't know. I think I've, oh yeah, I've, I think I've given almost all of this trivia already, so I'm just going to skip it all. Um, but one that I thought was fun was that in the IMDb trivia of Surf's Up, there are the words, body count, nine. <laughs> which is not what? I don't I, <laughs> sometimes we've we've seen films I think like when we saw Dread there's a body count in the IMDb trivia you know films where there's a lot of people killed in it there's yeah. to be a body count I think this is the first time I've seen one for an animated film but apparently body count of nine for Surf Sub I imagine that includes both of their fathers yeah probably at least one crew member killed by the uh, the, the, the native penguins of that island um, I don't know who else died in it. Nine people, that's says. Nine. Did some of the other surfers die? I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, body count nine. But yeah, I think literally everything else that I took down as trivia, I have already mentioned during the episode. So, cool. So I think we're good. Um, we're good to finish. So we've 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 gone on long because of my lovely story about about Rise of Planet of the Apes, but that's your fault. Because you accused me of hating it. I don't accuse you of hating it. I just found it confusing that you don't like it. It's not that I don't like it. It's I just, just you fell asleep. I use it as an example of of like evidence that I'm not an action person. That Fair. I that like action sequences are the boring parts of movies for me. So if you want me to be interested in an action movie, there has to be other interesting stuff happening because just like action after action after action is just like a snooze fest. Fair. Anyway. Um, Check out our sponsor, photorestorenz.com. Yep. Spelt with an F. Promo yep. code is it takes two. Yeah, all the 25% off. 25% off your you photos can, restored. You can find us on. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at it takes two <laughs> yeah. underscore pod or Facebook at it takes two pod. Our website is it takes two.co.nz. And links to our Discord will be in the show notes and on our website and on our Twitter. I just did a thumbs up. Because I've forgotten what I'm doing. <laughs> you, can't, you, can't, you can't hear that thumbs up, but know that I did one. You can't hear that. You can't hear that thumbs up, and we're not filming, which is good. Th yeah, because I'm not wearing a shirt. Thank you all for watching. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.